Blog Talk Radio.
Father God, in the name of Jesus, God, I thank you for tonight, God. I thank you for what you're going to say on tonight, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. And I thank you for everybody that's gathered here tonight, Lord God, to hear what you got to say, God. I thank you for everybody that will be listening to the replay, God, to hear what you have to say, God. I ask that you bless them, God, through your word on tonight, Lord God. Or later on when they're listening, God, bless them through your word in the name of Jesus so that your name may get the glory. God, I ask that you use me mightily tonight, God. Sit me down and you stand up in me, God. Use me for your benefit, however you see fit. In the name of Jesus, amen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Prolific Fire, everybody. I am your humble host, Prophet Stacey. Glad to be back here on a Monday night. Thank you for joining me. To God be your glory. Tonight, the foundational text comes from Job chapter 2, verses 7 through 10. That's Job chapter 2, verses 7 through 10 from the New Century Version. But I advise that you read the whole book of Job to get the big picture. But just for tonight, the foundational text is Job 2, verse 7 through 10, New Century Version, NCV. So Satan left the Lord's presence. He put painful sores on Job's body from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Job took a piece of broken pottery to scrape himself. And he said, in ashes, in misery. Job's, Job's wife said to him, why are you trying to stay innocent? Curse God and die. Job answered, you are talking like a foolish woman. Should we take only good things from God and not trouble? In spite of all this, Job did not sin in what he said. Job's wife has taken a lot of criticism from the pulpit and the congregation alike for telling Job to curse God and die. But let me ask you something. You know, I like to make you think on political fire, so let me ask you something. Have you ever been so desperate to help a loved one that unbeknownst to you in the moment, in that moment, you gave them some bad advice. Have you ever been so desperate? Because remember, Job had issues in his body. Have you ever been so desperate to help a loved one that unbeknownst to you, in that moment, you gave them some bad advice? How about as a parent? You see your child going through something, and you're not sure how to help them. But still, you try to help them. And unbeknownst to you, in that moment, you gave your child some bad advice. Parents, I know you can relate to that. Sometimes you see your child going through something and you don't know exactly what. Not even sure what to say. But as their parent, you feel like you should say something. And sometimes you end up giving them some bad advice. You weren't trying to, but you did. Because you're human. Well, consider this about Job's wife. She and Job together had lost animals, affecting how they lived, 
how they produced. She and Job together as parents had suddenly lost not one, but all of their children and was grieving. They lost not one child suddenly, but all their children suddenly, and they were grieving. And now Job himself was sick in his body, but yet claiming to be innocent before the Lord. And now Job himself was sick in his body, but yet claiming to be innocent before the Lord. How much can one person be expected to take? How much can one person be expected to take before they reach their their breaking point? Job's wife was at her breaking point. I present to you tonight that Job's wife was at her breaking point. So in a moment of desperation, she gave Job, her husband, some bad advice. She meant no harm. How many times have you said the wrong thing for what seemed like the right reason? How many times have you said the wrong thing for what seemed like the right reason? I believe we're all guilty of that. I believe we're all guilty, including me. How many times have you said the wrong thing for what seemed like the right reason? You meant no harm when you said what you said, but you said it. You meant no harm, but you said what you said. It was bad advice, but it was given for the right reason. Because you love that person, almost to the point that you say and do anything. If it meant helping them, bring an end to what they were going through. And you think Job's wife didn't want to bring an end to what he was going through? That was his wife. Nobody enjoys watching their loved one suffer because no one enjoys watching their loved one suffer. Somehow, you want it to end and the pain, the pain and the suffering to be over. Somehow, you just want the pain to end. You ain't even thinking clearly. Yourself, you just want the pain to end. You just want the suffering to end and be over for them. Job's wife was no different. She loved her husband. He was all she had left now that their children were gone. Come too much. It had become too much. So so she said, Job, stop claiming to be innocent, claiming to be righteous, and get it over with. Curse God and die. She was just tired of going through one thing after another. She was just tired of going through one thing after another. Now, I know somebody can relate to that. You're tired of going through one thing after another. And maybe in the midst of all the things that you're going through, you said some foolish things out of your mouth. You didn't mean no harm. You just wanted to bring an end to the situation. If you are a wife, if you are a parent, if you are a caregiver, if you are someone who has had to watch a loved one go through hospice, I know you can relate to how Joe's wife was feeling. As I said, go back and read the 
the whole entire book of Job, and you get it. Ask the Lord for revelation. If you're a wife, if you're a parent, if you're a caregiver, you can relate to how Job's wife was feeling. And for those of you who still feel like you can't relate, after she had told him to curse God and die, the Bible says Job answered his wife and said, you're acting like a foolish woman. You're talking like a foolish woman. Said she was a foolish woman. Thank you, Lord. He didn't say that she was a foolish woman, only that she was talking like one. It's a different difference between talking like a foolish woman and actually being a foolish woman. So that lets me know that she was not a foolish woman in her day-to-day life when things were going good. But it's just that in this desperate situation, she started talking a little foolish. And it's understandable. She was going through so much. She had lost animals, which it, which means it put, which means it affected their crops, their food, the way they produced, the way they ate, depending on what the animal produced. She had lost her children, and now here her husband is suffering, got sickness on his body and in his body. But yet he claiming to be righteous before the Lord. So she said something she shouldn't have said, but she meant well. The Bible says Job answered his wife and said, you're talking like a foolish woman. You're talking like a foolish woman. Should we take only good things from God and not trouble? Job 2, verse 10. NCV. I want you to think about this. Really think about it. Maybe that person, this is for those of you that feel like you can't relate. I want you to think about it. Maybe that person had to say something foolish to you. Like like Job's wife said something foolish to him. Maybe that person had to say something foolish to you to get you to realize once and for all just how good God had been to you in spite of what you're currently going through. Because sometimes you have to say something to the other person to wake them up, especially when they don't realize the goodness of God in the midst of what they're going through. I've been going through a lot over the last year, but I can truly testify that God has been good to me. Don't nobody have to say something to me to wake me up to make me realize that. I know that. Remember, 1 Corinthians 1 and 27, it does say that God uses the foolish things. So maybe God was using them in that moment to get you to realize just how good he's been to you. So before you start judging somebody for what they said, number one, know all the facts. Before you start judging somebody for what they said, number one, know all the facts and remember the things that you said out of your own mouth. Number two, what seems foolish to you just might just might have been said or done with the best of intentions. What seems foolish to you just might have been said or done in the best of intentions. 
Number three, love will make you say foolish things out of desperation. Love will make you out of desperation. Number four, grief. Grief has a voice, and when it speaks, Lord, when it speaks, Joe's wife said what she said, but did she really want her husband to die? Of course not. I mean, think about it. I'm going to call on you a lot to think tonight. Think about it. He was the father of her children, and he is the only man the Bible makes mention of her knowing. And he is the only man the Bible makes mention of her knowing. Unlike the woman in John 4, who had five previous husbands, husbands and was now living with a man who was not her husband. Joe was all this woman knew. Joe was all his wife knew. The Bible makes no mention of her knowing another man. So he was all she knew. Yet when everything was happening back to back in Job chapter 1, animals lost. The house where their children were collapsing, killing all of their children. Job himself battling sickness. Nowhere do we read that Job's wife openly had a moment to herself to grieve. Nowhere do we read that she got a moment to herself to grieve. Job did, but she didn't. Therefore, when a person doesn't take the time to themselves to grieve, the proper time to themselves to grieve, when they do open up, don't expect them to give the best advice. When a person is grieving and they're holding it in, not taking the time they need to properly grieve, when they do open their mouth to say something, don't expect them to give the best advice, best advice they've ever given. And don't judge them if the advice is is if the advice given is bad. Don't judge them. You see, life doesn't stop around you. Life doesn't stop around you just because so much is going on. Still have to function as a wife, as a mother, as an employee, as a student, as whoever or whatever you were before. So in the process of trying to handle it all, you're going to say some things, some foolish things unintentionally. In the process of handling everything that you've got to handle with everything going on, there are going to be days where you say some things, some foolish things unintentionally. By the way, tonight's message is entitled Bad Advice. But in Joe's wife's wife's defense, she wasn't the only one. She wasn't the only one who said something foolish in Job chapter 1. I'm about to point that out. She was not the only one who said something foolish in Job chapter 1. And it was after he did, and it was after he did take a moment to grieve. Suddenly, a great wind came from from the desert hitting all four corners of the house at once. The house fell in on the young people, and they all died. I am the only one. The servant said, I said, I am the only one who escaped to tell you. When Job heard this, he got up and tore his robe and shaved his head to show 
how sad he was. When Job heard about his children's death, about them getting killed, a house collapsing, collapsing on them, that was his mo- that was his moment of grief. He got up and tore his robe and shaved his head to show his sad his sadness, to show how sad he was. That was his moment of grief. Then he bowed down to the ground to worship God. How many people can worship in the midst of their grief? Now that's what I want to know. How many people can bow down and worship in the midst of their grief? I hope you can because it's a beautiful thing. He said I was naked when I was born and I will be naked when I die. The Lord gave these things to me and he has taken them away. Praise the name of the Lord. Job 1, verses 19 through 21, NCV. The Lord giveth, and the Lord taketh away. Job 1, 21, King James Version. Really, Job? Now, that's foolish talk from a man who was grieving. Yet, it feels all over the country, that verse has been taken out of context. That verse has been quoted out of context. You know, they say stuff like, you know the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. So what you're really saying about my God is that he's an Indian giver. You remember that phrase when, when you were a child, Indian giver? That's what they called you when you give somebody something, and then you suddenly take it back because it's yours. Although you gave it to the person, you're still claiming it as yours. God does not play kid games. God does not play kid games. He doesn't give you something one minute and then selfishly decide to take it back later because it's healed. Father God, help us to think before we judge others based on their words alone. Because if the truth be told, we have all said some foolish things, given some bad advice here and there. And not all of it came because of grief. Not all of it can be blamed on grief. Some of it, we were just wrong. Be honest about it, we were just wrong. So who are we to judge? We can't judge. We cannot judge. Father God, continue to draw with loving kindness those who are not saved. Draw them to repentance. In Jesus' name, amen. Jeremiah 31 and 3. This concludes tonight's message, and I pray that it got you to think, because we all have given bad advice. We've all said some foolish things in the midst of a situation, especially when it's too much, too much, too many things going on at one time. And then you got to look at a loved one suffering, and you know they're suffering, and you know that there is nothing that you can do. You want it to be over. However it is, however it ends up being over, you just want it to be over. You don't mean no harm. You're just tired of going through, which makes you human. Somebody, you're just tired of going through. And that does not make you foolish. Remember, Job didn't say she was a foolish woman. He said she was talking like a foolish woman. And I'm thankful that he had enough sense 
in the midst of his grief not to do what she said. To God be the glory. If there's anybody listening to the sound of my voice and you desire prayer, I want you to go to the website, prolificfire.com, and send in your prayer request. Go to prolificfire.com and send in your prayer request if you desire prayer or Bible-based consultation, and I will get back to you via email. That's prolificfire.com. Go there, send in your prayer request, or if you need Bible-based consultation, just tell me that as well. In the box, there's there's sending there as well. And I will get back to you as soon as possible. Also, you can donate on the website if you feel led to so. You can sponsor a child and learn more about that on the website as well. If you feel led to so, you can also do it through PayPal. PayPal.me slash prolificfire or use the cash app. It's the ministry's name, the dollar symbol in the front, the ministry's name. Ministry's name, Prolific Fire. The P is capital, F is capital, and all together, Prolific Fire. Be sure to join my sister in ministry. Prophets Pay for Faith on the Line with Prophets Pay. It's a time of prayer and encouragement. If you need prayer and you don't reach out to me, reach out to her Friday for Faith on the Line. She will be giving prayer and encouragement. So tune in for that. Also, your live prayer request will be taken as well. Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific, Friday night. By calling the same number that many of you call tonight, 347-426-3782. 347-426-3782. Friday night, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, 5 Pacific. Then join Prophet's page back here for Prolific Fire. She will be ministering to us next Monday with a word from the Lord. However, Holy Spirit leads her to minister. I'm looking forward to that. So tune in. Same day, time, and place by calling the same number just on Monday, 347-426-3782, or going to blogtalkradio.com slash Prolific Fire. That all of that good stuff being said, say God be the glory. Have an awesome night in the Lord, everybody. I'm out.